welcome to the Nativity Podcast, where we give listeners a behind-the-scenes look into the life of our active Catholic parish here in Burke, Virginia. How can we help you grow in your own faith? Listen to find out. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to the Nativity Podcast. I am your now longtime host, long time <laughs> veteran host of two full seasons, Father Ed Bresnahan, parochial vicar here at the Church of the Nativity in Burke, Virginia. And with me, as always, your co host, Mary Castellano, Nativity's Director of Social Media. And man, Mary, we made it. We are at the end of a second season. We made it. Two whole seasons. And I think like starting, I say starting a tradition because we technically started it last year, but you really need, you really need two things to make it a tradition. You have to keep it up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. In order to make it a tradition. We're starting a tradition of like having another recap episode at the end of uh, at the end of a season. We did uh, eight episodes and then did a recap kind of looking back. And I think we're going to do the same thing. We're going to look at the last eight episodes, what we have here in season two um, and kind of looking back and saying, well, um, what have we learned and what's been going on? Kind of some of the highlights and. Uh, hopefully for people who are just tuning in, or if this is the first episode that you've heard, to be able to like look back and say, oh, oh, I'd be interested to hear about that episode or mm-hmm. something along those lines. So, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do that. But but you know, I love this idea of looking back, and it brings back a lot of memories, right? It brings back a lot of memories, and I think one of the things that I realize that people do is when they clean or if they're moving or cleaning house, sometimes they discover or rediscover their old like high school and college yearbooks. <laughs> and when you look through them, yeah, okay, you got your club photo that like you were in the debate club, you were in the super nerd society, you were in the marching band, <laughs> and they get your awkward pictures. And then you have your actual standard class picture, you know, the one that where they always have you tilt your head the same way and so stick awkward. your neck out and then look down and then look up <laughs> and then like, you know, and then instead of smiling, you have to put as much of a deer in the headlights look as you can get. And that's your photo. Oh, that's great. <laughs> right. That's and if so you're, accurate. Right. And if you're lucky, your senior photo involves that look, but with a tux. Right. <laughs> right. Or, uh, or, or the this um, fake thing they drape over your shoulders. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. One girl in high school had the funniest senior quote, and it was a quote from the student handbook that said that girls may not wear um dresses or outfits that don't have sleeves right. that's what it was it was just the line from the student handbook and it was beautiful because it was paired with that ironic photo of her with the sleeveless senior yes. <laughs> senior photo i've seen that that's really funny it's so true yeah so but but aside from all of that the real trick is or not the real trick but the real sort of like you've you've made a name for yourself is if you actually show up somewhere else in the yearbook mm. right not in one of the staged photographs but in one of the organic photos that scatter the whole thing or maybe or something like that so i gotta ask you know mary in a blast from the past if we look through your yearbook would we ever find a photo of you doing something like or, or what would we find <laughs> yeah i think you definitely would find something uh i did theater for four years when i was in high school but the more kind of fun answer is uh, my older siblings almost made the yearbook for worst car. You know, they had like best car, or worst car. Oh, so yeah. my siblings came in second for worst car. And we had this giant purple 12 seater van that was as old as I was. And it died when I was 12. And I um, and we like mourned the loss of this car. This is the <laughs> car that like 
um, that all my older siblings learned how to drive on, that they would all, we would all drive each other to school in this car. It was the family car. And I just remember my siblings were so mad that they didn't win the worst car. They like (laughs) the giant purple van. How do you lose? (laughs) Right? Yeah. And anyway, it was just kind of, it was kind of a funny thing that they're like, oh man, we really wanted to win worst car. And I'm like, of all the things, really? Okay. Okay. (laughs) Whatever floats your boat. That's so funny. So we didn't make it in there, but we were close. We were second for worst car. <laughs> what about you? Um, well, I showed up once. Uh, I showed up once in one of my yearbooks. Uh, I can't remember exactly which year it was, but they were photographing, I guess, homecoming or something like that. And, you know, you have your standard pictures of everybody dancing and everything like that. But I guess I must have just decided to pop out one of my like gymnastics moves. Now, for those of you who know me, uh, you know, I'm a large dude. I'm, you know, in the 300 pound range, right? Like I'm not a skinny, I'm not a skinny priest, <laughs> right? By any stretch of the imagination. And so if you see me and you try to guess what sport I played, you, you would guess probably football, maybe wrestling, you know, maybe, maybe in like the heyday as a, like a, like a boxer or something like that. I got kind of more of a, uh, more of a stocky vibe. But the truth is, is that in, in high school and before that I was a gymnast and so gymnastics Gymnastics was my sport, and 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 even when you kind of leave the sport, you still have like cartwheels and handstands and all these kinds of things at your disposal. So, I don't know, you know, in high school, you know, whatever, trying to be funny or trying to be cool. I think somewhere somebody got a little circle, and I just did a a handstand or something like that. So there's a picture of me, you know, suit coat falling down over my head, heels up in a perfect oh, handstand, wow. and so it's uh, somewhere awesome. in the, somewhere in the in the annals of uh, in the annals of my high school history. Was that like in the middle of the dance floor? Yeah, exactly. Just oh kinda, you man, know. that's that's so, epic. I'm happy epic. that they got that for you. I'm happy for you that they captured that moment. Me too. It's just really funny because if you knew me in high school, you know that I was not the guy who was normally at the center of the dance circle. So. <laughs> Uh, not one of the cool kids or any of that stuff, uh, but it was so funny that that just happened to show up. So I get to show people that I was a lot cooler than I really was. So yeah, <laughs> the blast from the past. So, but speaking yeah. of a blast from the past, this uh, this season, this season, friends. Um, I'm hoping that when you tune in and you hear these these podcasts, you're able to sort of binge them. You're able to get them all in one, you know, boom, 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 quick succession, quick, give me the next season, right? But uh, but for those of you who are our dedicated listeners and following us, you know, waiting every couple of weeks for a new episode to come out, you, you probably noticed that it didn't work out exactly right <laughs> this year. So Mary, how would you describe, as she is cracking up over here, how would you describe the season as you know as a whole uh, our production of it everything that went into putting this season together how would you describe it oh man this this season took this this season felt kind of long not in that every episode was long in of itself but there was uh there were quite a few gaps in between recording in between episodes whether that was people's schedules whether that was uh technical difficulties the really funny part was um because this happened with season one, we went like a month in season one without recording or uploading. And I was determined. I'm like, not again. I'm going to be on the ball. I'm going to get everybody lined up. We're going to record boom, 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 back to back. And so around like April of this past year of 2022, uh, especially during Holy Week, like I had arranged for a bunch of people to record like in one week. And my goal was to have everything recorded by like the end of May. 
but that didn't happen. So uh, it didn't happen because our um, our sound mixer decided to break. And, oh, it um, just went kaput. It was terrible. Yeah, there was no like you know we did all the the typical kind of troubleshooting things, and it just it would start. Did you and try then... turning it on and off? Yes, <laughs> all the things we tried, all the things, and it actually cut out in the middle of recording two episodes. And so we were really really grateful that those people would were willing to be patient with us and flexible in their schedules to come back and re-record. I think it worked well for them anyway, simply because at least um, at least one of the episodes, I think they were kind of nervous coming on the show. And so I think doing one and finding out that that was a dry run and that we needed to re-record, but you know, then they had a chance to kind of go back and think about maybe yeah. all the things they were like, oh, I totally forgot to mention this or I yeah. got to say that. So I think having the second run for those was very fortuitous, but it was it had to be annoying for you. Oh, it had to be just so, absolutely frustrating. So frustrating. Yeah. Cause just, <laughs> and friends, this is so funny. I, I, I appreciate podcasters so much more now that I'm doing podcasting because it, you really do get a sense of of what they go through to make something sound right or sound mm-hmm. good because it, it just it just doesn't happen overnight it just yeah. doesn't happen in one moment you don't just do one take and it's perfect and yeah. and for us trying to figure out what kind of equipment we need that's actually going to sound pretty good um, that's also within a budget that does justice right. to the church. Right. <laughs> um, right. Like we're not trying to sit here. <laughs> we don't we don't have a professional studio, although I no. think I think we've made your office work really well. It's true. People, when they come by and see us when we're set up for podcasting, are definitely impressed. Yes. But I think also they're impressed in the same way that like a World War II veteran might be impressed at the Internet. You know, <laughs> like they're just like not that they've never seen it before, that they're not capable of knowing how it is, but being able to see how. How a smartphone works or being able to see it, you know, what my phone does this, you know, I'm just, it's all wonder and new. So they see yeah. all this stuff and it looks way more intimidating yes. than it really is. I yeah, mean, friends, word, we've got a couple yeah. of microphones, couple of wires, couple of gadgets, but when you put it all together, it looks like an operating table. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, yeah. And that's one of the things that like, whenever we get a new guest on, it, it, you know, it could take a little while to get them like situated and comfortable. And that's one of the things that I try to try to tell them is, you know, it's just a conversation. And you kind of like once you're in it, in each episode, then it really does just feel like a conversation. You kind of forget that you have this thing hanging on a boom that looks like this metal arm in front of your face or, you know, that you're wearing earphones or, you know, you're in a small you know, small office with the windows covered or whatever. Or that there's just a bunch of stuff between you and the person you're talking to as opposed to just a regular conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, so Father, what were some highlights for you this season? Well, okay. So I like going on piggybacking on the idea that it was long. Um, it was a long season and a lot of things happened. Yes. Um, so I think when we go back and we look at like what the last eight episodes involved, one of the things that really struck me kind of it's an overall highlight but one of the things that really struck me was just how many different areas of the church we covered yeah right i mean we covered we had some vocations we had some pastoral care we had some environment and art we had um a little bit we had a little bit of everything mm-hmm. um everything from art to drama to the to the great outdoors and yeah. all of it was involved and all of it was here and it was pretty it was pretty fantastic to see that the just the sheer variety of different things so I think if you could characterize this season, I think variety is a is 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 really a thing. Not that the first season didn't have variety, but this season just 
across the board. Yeah. Way different kinds of conversations we were having having with people. So I think one highlight was just being able to have us be flexible with the kind of conversation we were going to have mm-hmm. with the person that we were going to talk to. So I think that was good. Um, I think a couple of other, um, I think a couple of others, I think having Deacon, uh, I think having Deacon Kelly on was a, just an absolute joy. Um, that man, I could just listen to that voice for hours. Um, I just thought that was fantastic. Um, certainly, I'm always inspired by Father Bob because yeah. Father Bob is our boss. And, and it's always nice because he listens to all of our podcasts and approves them. But I just thought it was very good having, you know, having him back and also celebrating the goodness of the parish. I think he I think he liked it. Um, I think he was even more comfortable than he was even the first time. Definitely. Uh, and I think just watching all that. So I, I just think we just kind of grew into our own there. Definitely. Um, but if there's like a highlight, probably one moment that I thought, I think maybe my favorite moment in all all eight episodes, there was one at one moment when you and I are listening to Kimberly Seatman talk about theater ministry. And as we're listening to Kimberly talk about theater ministry, one of the first things that kind of comes out was that she'd only been doing it for like four years. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, theater ministry has been so entrenched at nativity that I assumed she'd been doing it for decades. Right. And, you know, we're having this conversation and I'm working on the assumption that this is seasoned veteran. This is a talent, like, you know, super talented, like, She's been doing it for years, institution, but she had managed to have that same kind of mystique and same kind of, you know, um, professionalism professionalism Mm -hmm. in just a couple of years. Like she hadn't even been a member of the parish for like that long. And she was already like so ingrained in the fabric of what our parish was all about. And I think just the look of your face and my face is we're like, (laughs) wait, 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 how long have you been doing this? (laughs) Yeah. Just like since six months ago or something, (laughs) basically it was, it was, it was an absolutely dumbfounding moment to realize that not only do we have people who have been doing these things for years, mm-hmm. right, and decades, like how long had Operation Starfish been in action, right. right? This is, you know, years of raising money, right? Legacies of people who have passed away, right? Father Martin yeah. and other people who have gone before us. And yet, that doesn't keep somebody from being involved in the church. You could literally walk in our church tomorrow and make an impact because we need you. Yeah, that's a beautiful message. I'm really glad you said that. Yeah, that was one of my takeaways from her episode as well was just and 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 we mentioned it on that episode that um she I think I don't know if it was me or her that that referenced an in-person conversation we had sometime like right before the pandemic. I told her I was like, "Oh, Kimberly, like you've been doing this for years, right?" And she's like, "No, no, this is only like our second show." And I was like, "Second show?" What? <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, uh-huh. and you throw in COVID, right? So it was like right. she'd been doing this for four years, but like three of those are COVID. Yeah, 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 more or <laughs> something less. like that. She'd yeah. been doing it for like five years, and two of it was COVID. I can't remember the. Yeah, ad. I can't do the math. Yeah, so. yeah. How about for you? What was your highlight? Oh man, um, yeah. There, it's it's really hard this time to like to pick one highlight because, like you said, we we talked about a really wide variety of things, and I'm really glad that this season, and that was the intention for this mm-hmm. season, is to just kind of expand a little more to like touch on things you wouldn't normally think would um, maybe be a thing at a parish like right. creation care is a really important part of our of our ministry of this church and and now kind of our identity moving forward with like social justice whereas maybe that wouldn't have been like a thought oh like they have this episode or like theater ministry how important that is um or even like you know appalachia home building like that was our first episode of season two mm-hmm. so 
yeah, with the wide variety, it's hard to choose a particular episode to focus on, but there was one part of a conversation and it was in our latest episode with Father Bob that really struck me. We were talking about our Jubilee, our 50th anniversary that we'll be celebrating on June 11th, 2023. And we invited Father to come on and just share about what we're going to be doing to honor our Jubilee, what can people expect, um, what's the day of going to look like. And that particular day is going to be the Feast of Corpus Christi in 2023, June 11th, that Sunday. And, and it is 50 years to the day yes. that the first Mass was celebrated in Nativity. So yeah. pretty amazing moment. Yeah. And one thing, I can't remember exactly how we transi- transitioned into this. And maybe it shouldn't be surprising because I'm talking with two priests, but it was so beautiful, just the seamless transition to talking about the true presence of Christ. And like you could tell in that conversation, like the tone changed to like this just kind of deeper reverence. And um, and one of the things that I haven't really shared publicly, but I'm happy to do so, is um, since I've started attending mass at Nativity, kind of working the mass and live streaming since COVID started, um, I've, I've noticed a pattern that I really enjoy listening to Father Bob preach on the Feast of Corpus Christi because there's some you can just tell through the way that he's preaching and speaking that that the true presence of Christ is so central to his priesthood to his belief to who he is and there's just this really deep reverence yeah. that I love hearing and, and usually you know of course with the feast of corpus, corpus Christi that comes out very naturally and so when that came up in our conversation it cha- it it just it just brought out this this tone, this reverence of truth. And I love that that also connects too to what we were saying, I think in episode nine of season one, I think one of our takeaways, like one of the very last things we we mentioned to our listeners was, you know, what we're doing here really is not about us. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not even about like the people, the community. It's about what we're doing for the Lord. And so I love yeah. how toward the end of our Jubilee celebration episode where father was talking about yes celebrating this community celebrating the legacy that is nativity church we could still bring it back and um and authentically bring it back to the presence of christ and how that is that's what drives us that's what we're all about and so i just it was just such a beautiful moment so that's definitely one moment that really struck me um and i would love to have kind of more conversations like that moving forward oh absolutely Absolutely. Uh, I know that one of the things uh, that we do, we tend we tend to have we tend to have moments of theology on our podcasts, but mm-hmm. our podcasts tend not to be very theological in nature. They tend to be yeah. more ministry related, more um, like uh, more life in the parish style things. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows, right? But like, some I mean, people are really good at that at at weaving the two together. Exactly, and that's what we noticed. And that was another kind of highlight. I can think two right off the bat. The first one was Cat Sands's episode about pastoral ministry. Um, she just beautifully weaved the theology um, of walking with someone who is suffering mm-hmm. and just that very real, um, just that reality uh, into her real life work. And just yeah. and I just thought that episode, it just, it was seamless. It wasn't like, now we're going to talk about theology. Now we're going to talk about 
visiting the poor. Like they were yeah. seamless. They were together. They're inter intertwined. Intertwined. Sometimes when we think of ministries, we think of I do this thing, and then the Lord either approves the Lord approves of the thing that I do. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm busy making a gift for Him, and then I get to give Him the gift. Mm-hmm. But Cat Sands, I think, saw it in a very different light because Christ is with her as she's doing the ministry, mm-hmm. right? He's included, he's guiding her steps so that the ministry itself can be fruitful, mm-hmm. right? So it's not just a thing I do to check a box for God. It's a thing that God invites me to do to serve and glorify him. It was yeah. really evident in the way that she talked another person too and not to keep bringing up theater ministry but one of the things i also really liked in kimberly's episode was how intentional she is about making theater a ministry and i really appreciated when she said that when she first when father bob first asked her hey i really want a theater ministry i'm kind of calling you to do this work and she said priests would ask her how is theater a ministry and at first she didn't know what to answer and even kind of in conversations since, you know, since coming and working here, some some people are skeptical. They're like, how? I don't understand. Like, how is this? How is putting on a play ministry? How does right. that lead you to God? But one thing I really appreciate about her, and, and this also comes out of the fruit of a lot of the other work that she's involved in, like being a catechist and volunteering, especially with the youth, is that she makes that choice to make it intentional, to make the, the ministry aspect to bring God and faith into her relationships with the people who come, even if they're not Catholic. They could be from another parish, another denomination. They don't even have to be Christian and they can come here and feel welcomed. And um, ideally you feel that, you know, that presence of God and the love of Jesus and um, and she's not shy about it. Right. And so I just I just have a lot of I have a lot of admiration for her and and the people on her team. Um, and I mean, I can say that for, for many, many of the ministry leaders. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that, I think that resonated clearly in season one, episode one, when Jim McDaniel came on and a couple of times even corrected me because Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here, you know, talking about, you know, X, Y, and Z just in a standard, we raise money, we go help people. And he says, no, 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 no. We are building relationships here. And he was very clear, you know, about that. And I think keeping our mission central that our eyes are fixed on Jesus and from what Christ asks of us it turns into these amazingly fruitful things so I think it and and I think that should be a, a really good reminder to us just moving forward on the podcast that for future people that we run into for future things that for future people that we interview that that's really a goal our goal is to stay keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and then he's going to provide the questions the 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 topics or what it is that we need to talk about so yeah and i think to to that exact point one of the one of the quotes that i really love from from this season from episode 1 when we were interviewing bob corsi he he was talking about appalachia and how mm-hmm. he got involved and he at first he was explaining he loved the idea of of getting involved in Appalachia home building, but he didn't feel like he had time. And I love what his wife said to him. She said, if it's important to you, you will make time. And so I thought that was just such a beautiful takeaway, you know, to talk about intentionality. Like if something is important to you, you will make time. Yeah. So, you know, if we claim that, you know, the Lord and our relationship with God is the most important thing in our life, then we will 
make time. We need to make time and we will. And I think that came through clearly too in the episode with Deacon Peter. Yeah. Because when we, uh, we, we, we focused especially on, on Star Wars Day because we knew that uh, <laughs> Deacon Peter and now Father Peter, I should yeah. say, um, was so, uh, was so invested um, in, he loved those things, Star Wars and Yoda and all those kinds of, mm-hmm. uh, all those kinds of stuff. So we celebrated May the 4th. Uh, with the guy who now gets to say, may the Lord be with you. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so he's been ordained a priest. Uh, we got to celebrate that episode with him. And one of the key features for him was being really intentional. He was intentional about the work that he did while he was here for a year. And then he's intentional about learning as much as he can to apply to the flock that he's been entrusted to. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really appreciated how in that episode, it was my suggestion that 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 you and I give him advice. Oh as, yeah, you know me as a layperson, as and especially as you know a woman in the pews, and and you as a as a pretty seasoned priest. Twelve, Gosh, twelve, yeah, years twelve now? years at this point. Can you believe it? Twenty ten is my ordination. That's amazing. And so I loved that he was open and very willing to listen to the uh, the tips or advice that we were gonna that that you that you and I gave him. And um, and I could definitely tell, even just in working with him for a year, that he he was a very good listener. He was really good about just listening, you know, to what to what people had to offer. But if we can give our listeners a little update about how he's doing, yeah. um, so he was ordained, and it was mm-hmm. a beautiful ordination. Father, you were there. I mm-hmm. was not. I I think I did watch it on TV. I think it was live streamed. It was, yeah. Um, but I was invited to his. Uh, I was, one of one of eight guys that got ordained. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, they already had right. eight men that, that his his year. Yeah, so. that's beautiful. Yeah, Dice of Arlington really doing we're a great it. job. We're cr- we're crushing it. <laughs> we um, have like fifty guys in formation too. Really? Yeah, that's beautiful. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So so that evening, I I was uh, fortunate enough to get invited to his kind of his like his reception, the kind of after party, not the after party, but like. You know how you have like like a wedding reception. You got the ceremony and then the reception. And so I, I was fortunate enough to get invited to uh, his ordination reception later that evening in Manassas. And we actually ran into a fan of the podcast. That's right, our first fan, everybody. <laughs> it was <laughs> a public sighting. It was so funny. And so I I don't know her name. She was a young adult. And uh, my colleague Allison and I and and Rebecca we were invited and and we were sharing a table with Father Bob. And Father Bob used to be the pastor of all saints which is in manassas and so uh and father peter is really closely associated with the community of all saints so a lot of people there were you know just flocking to father bob how are you giving them the life updates and so we had a lot of people coming to our table so father's going around the table introducing you know my colleagues and i to new people and this one woman looks at me and she's like your name's mary and she was like kind of listening to my voice and she's like wait a minute do you and Father Bresnahan like run a podcast? I was like, yeah, we do. And her face just like lit up and she's like, oh my gosh, you're like from the podcast. Oh my gosh. We have a fangirl. I was like so like I was like starstruck. It was it was just really funny. And it was anyway, it was our first yeah, like like a celebrity sighting and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I really don't deserve this." But wow, thank you. Thank you for listening. She's like, "Oh my gosh, I really love it." Whatever. So, we've and that's something that's really been very encouraging to me is like certain people at like after mass Oh yeah. yeah have yeah, like come up true. to us and said, "I just discovered the podcast. I love it. Now I'm listening to like, you know, all the episodes and uh anyway, so 
that's it's very encouraging to hear, especially you know the in person feedback. I wish I could remember that woman's name, but I I don't. If you're out there and you listen to this episode, <laughs> let us probably know. Yeah. send it in frbresnahan at nativityburke.org. Ooh, you got his email out you there. Did. Wow, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, <laughs> so send me all of your ba- uh, yeah, send me all your fan mail if you that's need. Right. If you have fan, if you also have fan mail for Marin Castellano, then let me know immediately. <laughs> No, um, no, no, no. It was it's it's fantastic because I think I think what's what's amazing is hearing the number of, like the different people who are connected to some of our ministries mm-hmm. will then tune into the podcast about their ministry. Yeah, but then they'll discover that there's others and mm-hmm. they reach out and say, "Oh, okay, there's there's more." Yeah, and so it really it really kind of blossoms. And I think I've said this before, but word of mouth is the number one way to get a hold of us and to find Definitely. out what we're. You know, to find out what we're up to and to find out, you know, what 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 else is out there and, and to share to share the message. But I think this this example of a fan, like I know I know it's not our only listener, but yeah. it is it's it's funny to think that we it's funny to think that we have like one one person who's really proud of us, mom yeah. and dad, you know. Oh, like yeah. um but uh but I think it's just also a beautiful witness to you, our wonderful listeners, to realize we love you guys. Yeah, we pray we for you daily, we keep you guys uh close to our hearts. Um and uh, and and certainly this is why we do what we do. We wanna show yeah. we wanna be able to bring you the we want to bring you good content good yeah. comfort good conversation and also you know just to get a little idea of just you know i mean you'll hear father bob from the pulpit say how busy and how generous and how how much etc about how how active nativity is but it's a little helpful to put some of those things into in into into words and be able to meet some of those yeah. people who are doing the, the the amazing things in our parish so we love showcasing that it. He even said, I don't know if he said it, I think he said it on his episode of the podcast or if he told us after the fact or maybe both, but he was saying he's really enjoying listening to the stories of people and getting to know his own flock a little bit better because he doesn't always have time to sit down and and really have a deep conversation about like, how's it going? How did this start? Like, you know, just to hear more about like the why people choose to do what they do. And I think a good example of that is uh, like the Walking with Purpose episode. Oh, huge. Um, It was really, really, really cool to hear um, from from Jennifer, from Aaron, from Hope, because each of them had different experiences with the women's Bible, st- with women's Bible studies in general, but then how they were each invited to participate in Walking with Purpose, why they continue, and just, yet yeah, each of their stories um, was just really beautiful, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of hearing their different perspectives. And that's something I've well, I really just, enjoyed. I just absolutely love. Now, that was season season two, episode seven. So yes. that was like uh, just a couple just a couple episodes ago. But it was so powerful because it was so organic. Yes. Each of them come from a different place. Working mothers, stay-at-home mothers, just different kinds of situations. And each one, like a friend invited them or mm-hmm. they were down on something and they saw a bulletin. Uh, they saw it in the bulletin and said, well, maybe. Mm-hmm. Somebody might have thought it was an exercise thing, right? <laughs> Walking with purpose. Um, but but to be able to put aside whatever they were, their fears were, each of them did their own thing, but it all brought them to the same location. Mm-hmm. And their lives were changed because of it. I think that's yeah. a great example of the grassroots and of how it works. That's exactly Excuse it. me, how it ought to work in a parish. 
Yeah, it's exactly it. And I and yeah, exactly what you're saying of people coming from from different places, different walks of life, different situations, but meeting together in the church and meeting together in community. And something resonates, you know, I mean, it's not sort of so stuck on you have to be a, a, this kind of a person to come to the group. You mm-hmm. have to be, you know, this age range or this, um, you know, this socioeconomic status. Exactly. It's no, 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 no. We're all in this and this is helpful for all of us. Mm-hmm. So come one, come all. Yeah. Like, you know, I think it even shows in just how different like you and I are. I mean, you know, you have a completely different story than me. You're a priest. I am a layperson. You're come a human. One, I also am a human. I like bacon. You like bacon. You like bacon. We got way more things in common than we have apart. You know, I love that. <laughs> but one of the just one of the best parts about the whole thing is just the way that God uses each of our gifts to make something truly, to, truly special. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably a good lesson for how the whole season went. Right? It might have felt long, but God was using the time to be able to kind of form us a little bit. Um, God was definitely encouraging you and I and saying, Hey, rely on me, not on your own sort of expertise. Lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But I think also at the same time, it's just kind of saying, Hey, look, this season is going to be filled with a lot of variety and a lot of different things, but they're the one thing they're all going to have in common is they're all focused on me. Mm hmm. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. I mean, I definitely take that away if there's kind of any lesson that I've learned or, or any way I've kind of grown after this, you know, this season is, yeah, just really relying on God. It's like, I can have a plan. I think it's good to have a plan. It's good to, you know, especially working in communications, like you have to have a plan. I don't yeah. know if I mentioned this in previous episodes, but like, with the nature of my work, I kind of have to be three steps ahead. Sure. And sometimes that can drive me nuts. And earlier this year, it really drove me nuts. And sometimes the Lord just kind of pulls a plug, whether that could be a technological plug <laughs> of like, <laughs> I'm I'm not going to let this work so that you can rest a little bit, relax, lean on me and trust that it, it. it will work out. So... Yeah, I God's going to get his way. Like, that's the thing. God gets his way. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So big question. We, we, are we going to do a season three? Yes. We are doing a season three. We it's are amazing, doing friends. Season three. You heard it here first. Season three is coming down the pipeline. Um, what do you think we might have in store for them in season three? We have in store some uh, some other big names from mm-hmm. uh, from Nativity. So we we have some other kind of staples or ministries that have become staples of the parish that I'm really excited to get back to get on the podcast um, because I've worked with certain individuals in other ways, and so I'm really excited to get them on and to kind of dive deeper into their stories. Why do they do what they do? So I'm very excited about that. But then we also have some ministries that one in particular that is new, quote unquote, but has actually been running kind of just doing its own thing for a while, but just kind of became a ministry. So a little newer. So we have some like we were describing last season, some that are well established and some that are newer but have still made just as much of an impact. And each of those individuals, they have such a strong reason for why they do what they do. And I think that's a huge purpose for this podcast is I want to hear from them. Why do they do what they do? What drives them? What are their stories? So uh, so I'm very excited 
to have some of those people on. Some Amen. people have already said yes. Some people I... We're, we're still, uh, we're still trying still to pursue some out. of them, <laughs> but we actually have a few that are on the docket for recording. So we're very excited to see who we have coming. All right. Any shout outs? Yes, I do. I have, um, I would like to shout out, um, Father Hayes. So Father Hayes is one of the other parochial vicars here at Nativity. He's been with us for a few years. I think he came like maybe 2019 or something like that, um, but yeah, I just want to give him a shout out. He's uh, he's doing a lot of work, um, a lot of work for this church. Um, he does a, a lot of work in promoting the mass. We have a, um, we have a video series on the mass that's got like 60 some episodes. You can feel free to check it out on YouTube if you're interested in kind of diving deeper into into the questions of why do we do certain things at the mass? What does it actually mean? Um, and each of I, the episodes is only a couple minutes, right? It's about yeah. five to 10 minutes maybe. Yeah. 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 We're, so I'm pretty really strict short, about that. So. <laughs> yeah, they're really short uh, anecdotes, really short um, teaching moments yes. about each individual part of mass to kind of help you get a more deep, a deeper understanding yeah. of the beauty of the sacrifice. Yeah, it's really helped me in my own faith, even just, you know, standing there recording and then going back and 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 kind of post-production, like I've learned a lot. And so if anyone out there is just kind of, you're str- if you're struggling going to Mass every Sunday and you're like, I don't understand why I'm here, why do I need this? Definitely check it out. Check it out on our YouTube channel because maybe that's, maybe that's the thing that you need to kind of just... Kickstart kind your of, faith and motivate you a little bit. Yeah, to kind yeah. of uh, reignite maybe the the fire of faith if if you're if you're kind of in a place where it's you feel like you're just kind of dwindling yeah that's too harsh of a metaphor but (laughs) sometimes it feels like god's a little far away sometimes our spiritual life can feel a little dry sometimes it doesn't feel like there's a lot in the tank and so it's helpful to kind of recharge when we kind of like oh yeah that's what it's all about yeah yeah exactly exactly and i feel like you know i i need that sometimes even Mm -hmm. working at a church every single day so you can't give what you don't have yeah so um my shout out is father daniel uh father father daniel ache um, Father Daniel uh, visited us from Cameroon uh, just this past week, and um, it's the first time in about six years that he'd come to visit us. Uh, his country's in the middle of a civil war. He's uh, kind of stuck in the middle of the battle lines. One of his brother priests was kidnapped. I mean, it's a really dire situation. And he came over to the United States for a couple of weeks in order to help raise some funds for missionaries that are that are out there to kind of help his diocese out. And so he's relying on the generosity of, of all of us. Um, and it was so interesting. Because I know that in my mind, if I had to deal with that kind of violence or trauma every day, you know, I'd probably be a little more grizzled. I'd be a little more jaded. Um, I'd be, you know, maybe more of, I always say like more of the Chuck Norris type, right? The strong, (laughs) stout, you know, can't show any fear kind of a thing. But man, this guy was about as joyful as they come. He's laughing. He's having a good time. Oh, it's so good to see you. And I just think that 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 image of radiating the love and goodness of Jesus Christ. Christ and celebrating the joy of faith, uh, overshadowing the fear of war and the fear of difficulties. It was just such a powerful witness for me and says, man, you know, he's dealing with all of this stuff and I'm worried if my, you know, latte is wrong at Starbucks. So, <laughs> oh my you know, so it helps wow. me put things into perspective, not so that I feel bad, like, oh, because he goes through hardships, I should, you know, I should, um, you know, endure suck mine, it <laughs> suck it up. But it's like, it's, it's just being able to be able to see it all in perspective and being able to say, all right, 
uh, clearly putting myself instead of God at the center of my life in those moments of selfishness. And it's just a great reminder to us to keep our eyes fixed and focused on God. Amen. So. Yeah, it's beautiful. Wow. This is great. This is a good episode. All I right. Think so. Friends, uh, you know how to get a hold of us. We would always appreciate your uh, commentary, your questions, um, your concerns, um, and your compliments. We'll take all of it. Um, <laughs> we are very grateful for you. We are praying for you. Please pray for us. I'm shamelessly stealing that from Father Mike Schmitz. <laughs> and on behalf of Mary uh, and, uh, and myself, we wish you and all of your family a great day. And God bless you always. Bye for now. <laughs>